0: content provided by the people. Content provided by the people right here on 89.3 K-E-Y-K Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, September 24th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. An Eldon woman was injured on Wednesday in a crash on Route EE. E. 30-year-old Amanda Stump was driving a 2017 Nissan Sentra when she crashed on a bend in the road. The car went off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and overturned. Stump sustained moderate injuries and was taken by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two Lake of the Ozarks teenagers have qualified for the competitive wake surfing world championships. 15-year-old Reese Johnson is currently ranked 8th in the world in amateur women's wake surfing. Her 12-year-old brother, Caden, ranks 10th in the juniors division. Reese competed last weekend at Lake Minnetonka, and Caden is competing this weekend. The way the championships are judged means they won't know their scores until October. But in the meantime, Reese and Caden, good luck. Looking for something to do this weekend? Check out the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival and the Champagne Campaign. Pumpkin Chunkin is the lake's annual fall event where pumpkins are hurled through the air and there's plenty of activities for all ages. That's at Ozarks Amphitheater on Saturday from 10 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. Stick around for the talent show starting at 6 o'clock. If you're in the mood for more fancy fun, check out the Champagne Campaign. This year's fundraiser will feature live music cocktails, or d'oeuvres, fun activities, and dancing at the La Roca Club on Saturday. That starts at 6 o'clock. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
0: Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley.
2: The national media now is kind of taking advantage of people they hit you with a you know a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it there's no context to it problem and so what I'm gonna try and do uh, you know on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events what are the things behind the scenes here what what led to this
0: Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events
2: but we take it on
0: face value without, it, having any knowledge of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key.
3: I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2.2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world, basically negative things. Let me instead offer a positive reason. Christians think for themselves about their faith. We are called to study the word and ponder what it means and that leads to subtle disagreement. Nevertheless, we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ. The many interpretations of scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever. Thankfully, you can
0: fix this. Set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity. Key Radio is fortunate to have the support of our local underwriters. They make it possible to bring you our local programming. Thank you to Firefly Valley Farms, Skelton Key & Lock, Victoria Station, Jennings Insurance Group, and Skelton Tactical. You can support local programming by becoming an underwriter. Or to make your tax-deductible donation, call Key Radio at 573 2800532 Thank you for supporting Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 The Key. thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the lake's community radio station, 89.3 The Key. All right, here we go off into another adventure in the wild, wacky world of radio broadcasting. You are listening to 89.3 The Key, heard on the interweb at keyradio.live. It is the Daily Show, the Friday edition, getting ready for another busy weekend at the Lake of the Ozarks. 53 degrees on our way to a high today of around 82. Very comfortable. How are you, Bill Munhausen? I'm good. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. Good uh, to see you and uh, Peggy last night at uh, uh, the the, the Elks Lodge Schmidt. in Osage Beach. Eric Schmidt uh, was there, stopped in, took the time to uh, talk to the folks for, I guess, about a half hour or so, and then he fielded questions off the mic. I just wanted a selfie with him. That's all I wanted.
3: <laughs> I saw it. It was on Facebook.
0: So he, he was he was getting an earful from a couple of people, and I understand that, and that's uh, one of the things that he wanted to do, take some questions. And so uh, I thought I'd step in real quick and give him a little breather and just uh, get a selfie with him. <laughs> and you got it. <laughs> I got a selfie. Mm, yeah. And then uh, one of his aides took a picture of us together as well. I don't know if that will end up on a campaign poster somewhere. I'm kind of doubting it. They don't, they don't have the... Uh, uh, campaign posters aren't supposed to be as wide as they are long. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Very tall gentleman, six foot six. Yeah, you did a good job of looking tall next to him. Well, I, you know, <laughs> tried to suck in my gut as much as I could, Bill. But uh, what a uh, what a you know uh, an interesting conversation. Good turnout last night. So we want to thank uh, we the people of Camden County, in particular, uh, Jenny Brinkman for uh, putting that all together and getting Eric Schmidt here so uh, our next victim of sorts will be Mark McCloskey he'll be in on October the 21st over there at the Elks Lodge in Osage Beach and I believe she has another uh, potential candidate lined up for December possible possible he hasn't announced yet yes he's still uh, he's still waiting to see uh, what's going on so 82 the high today, beautiful day, few clouds, uh, but not bad at all. 53 the low tonight, back up to 77 for the high tomorrow, of 55. We'll touch uh, very closely uh, the 90-degree mark uh, on Sunday, 89 the high, 65 the low, 90 on Monday, 91 on Tuesday. Plenty of sunshine, and then uh, maybe some chances for rain, but not uh, that great. Wednesday's high of 86, the high on Thursday of 81, 81 on Friday of next week. So there you go, folks. Uh, Pretty much that Indian summer weather that we expect around this time of the year, even though we are officially into fall. Coming up on the program this morning, we'll uh, talk things over here shortly with, uh, I believe, uh, Jacob Gressley is going to join us from MoDOT. Bob uh, Lynch does his uh, monthly visit to one of the radio stations down there in Lebanon uh, the, uh, the last Friday of every month. So we'll get Uh, obviously an update on what's happening with the bridge project there at Bagnell Dam and talk to Jacob about maybe some other things that are going on with MoDOT this morning. We'll also have an opportunity to hear from Heather Link with uh, Rotary. They've got the big pumpkin chunkin palooza event going on tomorrow and they've added a talent show that will uh, take place uh, tomorrow evening. And so uh, Heather will be in to update us on that and maybe talk a little bit more about some of the things that uh, are coming up as far as Rotary goes. We'll have uh, Dave Moppen back in with uh, his his uh, chronicles of the uh, Camden County Commission meetings. Apparently there was uh, a meeting that they did behind closed doors for some reason and Dave said it violated the Sunshine Law so we'll we'll get a little bit more information on that and find out just exactly what it is that uh, Dave is talking about. Of course, he does have his, uh, his blog. It's called Among the Dogwoods, and he is uh, happy to sign you up for that blog, keeping you uh, in touch, abreast, if you will, with what's going on with uh, the Camden County Commission. He goes to the meetings and then reports back and makes that blog available to everyone. So if you can't make the meetings for one reason or another, you work or you have other, uh, other requirements, other duties, other things that you have to take care of, you can still find out what's going on with the Camden County Commission.
3: Yeah, there's kind of an intersection of politics and law enforcement there. Yeah. Because he, he, uh, as a detective, he used to uh, interview criminals and try to figure out whether they're telling the truth or not. So... Probably the same skill would apply to public officials. I <laughs> no, I didn't mean
0: to imply anything there. <laughs> no, you, it, well, in order to get the right answers, Bill, you uh-huh. have to ask the right questions. Yeah, and you know? got to know what the uh, the
3: way they answer in their body language, what it means
0: exactly. He's not referring to anyone as perps or anything like right? that. No no, 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 these are just uh, yeah, just you know, you got the right guy on the job, so so to speak. 8 11 is our time. Uh, let's uh, get into a check of sports. Chris Schneider from Lake TV is standing by. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, speaking of Lake TV, a little later on today, we're going to go shoot a feature up in uh, Lori. Uh, I met the woman last night who was going to be uh, uh, introducing me to acupuncture. Mm. She was at the event last night. Okay. And uh, her mom, Trisha, is actually, uh, Trisha Barrett, uh, set us up. And uh, so we thought it would be interesting to see what it is like to uh, you know, experience acupuncture. I've never had it done before. But then you're talking to the guy here that volunteered to get tased <laughs> when uh, Camden County introduced tasers to uh, uh, their sheriff's deputies. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, it's an experience that I would never, you know, if, if an officer tells you to stop or you will be tased, you better stop. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I went in. Well, here's, here's kind of the story surrounding that. So I went in, and I had to watch like a little training video, right, just to yeah. familiarize uh-huh. me with the process. And so we're walking down to one of the rooms there to get it done. And all these water patrol officers, I guess they were in town. For target practice, they go out to the range. <laughs> and so we're we're all walking down to the room and I'm walking next to one of the officers and he said I could I could hear him. He said, What dumb and I can't use the word would volunteer to get tasered <laughs> <laughs> and I'm standing right next to him and I stuck my hand out to shake his hand. I said, I'm that dumb Uh-huh, yeah. And he just he's like, Oh, sorry, man. I'm like, No, 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 I you know, that's okay. That's fine. Not a big deal. Not a problem. 813 is our time. Here's Chris Schneider with sports on the key.
4: Hey, KB. Good morning and DGIF, brother. You know what? Fridays in the fall means means some high school football. Camdenton Lakers are three and one on the road to play Bolivar tonight. That ought to be a pretty good game and of course the Lakers are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season last week at home against West Plains. Osage at home tonight. the Indians could very easily be four and0, but they've lost their last two games, one at Eldon uh, in overtime, and then last week they saw a huge comeback. Come up just short in the final seconds. They'll be home to 4-0 Hallsville tomorrow. And keep in mind, you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's High School Football Coaches Show. You can see this. Every week during the season, previewing the upcoming games, Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. And again, that's on Lake TV. Eldon is home to Southern Boone tonight. Eldon 2-2, 1-3 sales at home tonight as well. They take on Blair Oaks. The game of the week on Lake TV tonight 3 1 California, home to 3 1 Boonville. Pregame at 6 30. Kickoff at 7 on Lake TV. College football tomorrow. It's an early kickoff for 2 1 Mizzou at 3 0 Boston College. They get that started at 11 tomorrow morning. 1-1 MSU Bears home to 2-1 South Dakota. They'll play that tomorrow night. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. The Chiefs, of course, uh, with a big game on Sunday. Looking to bounce back from that loss in Baltimore. They'll be home to the Chargers. That is a 12 noon kickoff. And the Major League Baseball season winding down. Cardinals looking for a playoff spot. They'll be at the Cubs for a doubleheader today. Yeah, 2 and row today and then the royals they open a three-game series in detroit against the tigers back to you kb all
0: right thanks chris i I, when is the regular season actually over do you have any idea when the regular season for major league baseball is over no i don't i have seems to go longer all the time i haven't followed it at all but it does get into october yeah well, that's when you get into the playoffs and the World Series and things like that. But mm-hmm. I had no idea when the world uh, or when the regular season was over because he was talking about the Royals still uh, still playing. Having a chance for the playoffs. Oh, no. yeah. They have no. No, no, no. Royals are. <laughs> no. No.
3: They're just going through the motions now. Pretty huh? much. Pretty okay. much.
0: That's exactly what you're going to get. 8-16 is our time. So, um did you come away with any, uh, any information uh, last night that really kind of stuck in your brain when you were listening to Eric Schmidt speak?
3: Um, he was a lot more personable and likable than I expected. Mm-hmm. I, I guess that should be true of everybody who runs for political office, but um, I, I enjoyed him. Um, in typical politician fashion, he had kind of a, a campaign speech in mind, yeah. so he didn't necessarily directly answer the questions. But I I think that's maybe a little bit unrealistic expectation
0: for us to expect them to direct
3: direct their speech to our specific
0: questions. Uh, yeah, to be specific, I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. It was interesting, you know, um, I wonder how many times he had gave that speech, had, had given that speech that day, mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. I mean, he was in, he was, I don't want to necessarily say going through the motions with his speech, but... You know, he came in. He got there a little early. He he walked around the room, shook hands with people, and talked to people. And then he stood up on the uh, stage. He didn't stand behind the podium. He stood off to the side of the podium, which uh-huh. I think that is one of those techniques that you know he doesn't. That's one of those things where he doesn't want anything between him himself and, and the crowd. So he stood to the side of the podium mm-hmm. and uh, gave the speech. And you know, there were a few times when people clapped for some of the things he said. Um. They clapped for you and Peggy last night too. Yeah, they, got that, that was
3: kind of a novel thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: kind of never was a personality before, so you are now. Hey, all right. So you got to watch when uh, when you're <laughs> when you're talking to people because somebody will recognize your voice and yeah. want to stand there and uh, and bend your ear and talk about politics or something like that. But you no, know, uh, we'll have. Uh, I'm going to get the audio from uh, Ricky Smith over at Lake TV and uh, try to cut it up and have it ready Monday morning. Uh, specifically, we'll go back and get his answers to uh, the questions, which uh, they only asked him four of the six questions, and uh, he had, uh, I, I, I don't necessarily know if it was a standard answer or not. Uh, it could very well have been a standard answer, but he alluded to some of the um, uh, the answers yesterday morning when we were interviewing him. Yeah,
3: he, he's obviously very knowledgeable yes, about sir. some yes, of these sir. obscure things, and uh, he kind of struck a balance between addressing it and also um, a politician has to hedge their bets a little bit. They can't just say, well, I'm going to step in here and do away with this particular program because he doesn't necessarily know at this point all of the nuances of that program. Right, right. So he's, so he's got to be wise, and that's what you'd expect from somebody running for for office. Unfortunately, he, you know, you'd like them to be more... Um, Trump like maybe less <laughs> less controlled but uh, it's just the nature of the business I think
0: well at this point you know it was uh, it, it's more or less he's just trying to establish a foundation mm-hmm. and get an right. idea you know of, of, of what what people are thinking about what you know they're interested in and then he'll more than likely kind of just use that uh, to maybe develop a uh, kind of a platform, if you will.
3: He does understand what his base expects of him, that mm-hmm. we're concerned about personal liberty, we're concerned about our state have continuing to have a voice. And uh, in that sense, he's, he wants to join up with Josh Hawley and be somebody who is uh, a little more resistant to what the mainstream Washington, D.C. people want to do.
0: Well, apparently the former president, uh, Donald Trump, already knows him because he spoke about an experience he had with Donald Trump he brought a, uh, a picture with him when he had an opportunity to go and uh, meet with the president, the former president of the United States. And he said that uh, he had an opportunity to actually be in the Oval Office alone with Donald Trump. Yep. Got the autograph. They talked a little bit. Um, he wanted to uh, tell Eric Schmidt to go back to uh, Missouri and tell Missourians that uh, Donald Trump was working hard for him. He asked him you know, how, are, how are things going in Missouri what's going on with Missouri uh, but kind of an interesting story so Mm -hmm. yep very nice Uh, story here a a video footage from the US Mexico border shows Texans heckling and shouting over the speech of liberal race activist Al Sharpton who traveled to the state to complain about unproven claims of Border Patrol brutality against illegal immigrants from Haiti Texans repeatedly uh, saying Sharpton uh, get out of Texas I guess it's not too surprising. He he hasn't been relevant for a while. Yeah. So he needs to uh, he needs to put his two cents worth in, like anybody cares. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't heard much from Al Sharpton in a while. Kids are being sedated at the U.S. border. Why are you not being a voice for the children? Why are you stoking racism where it doesn't exist? Protesters ask. A visibly uncomfortable Sharpton, who repeatedly turned his head and craned his neck to look behind himself as the jeering continued, that's just exactly who you want in texas is al sharpton why are you coming and trying to provoke violence why are you here advocating for violence why are you here uh, advocating for violence del rio is not a racist city del rio is a loving caring community one onlooker shouted we don't want your racism in texas get out of here nobody wants your racist nonsense (laughs) in del rio you're a racist nobody wants you in texas Why are you not a voice for the children? So that's why Kamala Harris didn't go there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sharpton, it says here, tried in vain to continue reciting his prepared remarks, but his voice was drowned out by those of uh, the angry Texans. The Trump supporters and the right-wingers can scream all they want. We're going to continue to come back. We're going to stand with our people to ensure that asylum is treated in one way in one manner and will continue to come back over and over again, he mumbled. The rest of his speech was largely inaudible, aside from a claim that the Border Patrol was using weaponization of horses against illegal immigrants. And I've yeah. actually got a follow-up story yeah. based yeah. on that fact alone Yeah, they're, right they're
3: there. kind of ban- banning the horses, aren't mm-hmm. they?
0: Yeah. So Al Sharpton goes down to Texas. He gets shouted down by Texans. And he said, we're going to keep coming back. I bet you don't see him in Texas again. Right. That would be wise. (laughs) Yeah. So he did what uh, he could do to try to stir the pot a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I I wonder sometimes if if his motivation isn't just to try and get people upset in terms of, uh, uh, you know, let's get a crowd of people to riot and let's get a crowd of people to vandalize and burn down buildings and start this... uh, Uh, this crap all over again, I guess, if you want to call it that. Well,
3: it is a Marxist strategy to uh, appeal to all of these um, special interest groups and try to isolate them and put them against each other. Mm -hmm. So... It's it's uh, you would think more of these people would kind of stay in their lane, stay in Washington, D.C., <laughs> C., stay in California, New York. Well, um, he's
0: got a platform. Uh, doesn't he still have a program on CNN? I thought he had a uh, television program on uh, oh. CNN for a while. I haven't watched CNN in a while. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. What do they call it, the Communist News Network? Uh, Something like that, yeah. President Joe Biden will ban officials from using horses while securing the border days after controversial photographs emerged of agents on horses Mm -hmm. confronting Haitian migrants, the White House confirmed Thursday. Uh, We will no longer be using horses in Del Rio, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said during the daily press conference briefing with reporters. Now, How is it that Washington, D.C. can step into this? Well, these are federal agents, obviously. Uh But uh, she cited the ban as proof that the president was upset by the images after members of Congress and activists voiced their outrage that these tactics were happening during Biden's presidency, that they were using horses, uh, which I would imagine probably get around a lot better than uh, a lot of other things. Yeah, you would think they'd be more delicate
3: than Hummers or something.
0: Well, anything for that matter. Yeah. And these uh, the horses can go in water and, and uh, you know. Right. Uh, they, traditionally, I guess you use a horse much like, you know, and I hate to say it this way, but, you know, the cowboys used to herd the uh, the cattle yeah. with horses. I remember years ago we had uh, mounted
3: police in New York City, and that wasn't co- look, looked at as something dangerous. That was just uh, a lot easier than trying to get around in a patrol car.
0: Yes, so I guess if you're a, uh, and I wonder if that's not next, if uh, the the mounted police, well, they have them in St. Louis, uh, if they uh, will be a thing of the past as well. If we'll just ban horses, and and I'm sure PETA's probably weighed in on this uh, mm, many times, yeah. and we we've heard about it, we haven't heard about it, whatever, but it's just ridiculous. And Joe Biden is so non-existent. His administration is so non-existent at the border, and and they have to use. Uh, something like uh, horses uh, to, to 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 act as though they're concerned about the well-being of these people that are trying to get into the country legally, illegally, but yeah. uh, most of them illegally, obviously. Uh, to
3: a great extent, the media is too preoccupied with what things look like, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, the actual practice ought to be more important than the optics of it.
0: Well, and that's that, and that's exactly it, and that has been the uh, uh, that's been the cry of a lot of people saying that, uh, you know what, this is just so ridiculous how uh, how the media is covering all of this and how the Biden administration is avoiding it like the plague. And so, yeah, folks, uh, it's, it's probably a good idea not to believe everything you see, everything you hear uh, that uh, the mainstream media is putting out there. And certainly uh, I'd I'd be interested to see if maybe we couldn't get somebody on to talk a little bit more about this in depth. And I know a couple of people that we could probably reach out to. 826, many things going on this weekend. We mentioned Pumpkin Junk and Palooza tomorrow at Ozarks Amphitheater. Also the Elden Turkey Festival. And don't forget, we had an interview uh, earlier on with a member of the uh, Community Foundation for the Lake. And talked about their annual fundraiser, the Champagne Campaign, which will take place uh, tomorrow evening at uh, La Roca Club. Evening Cocktail Attire. You can purchase your, I, I don't know if there's any Champagne Campaign mm-hmm. tickets still available or not. This is their 13th annual. Raise your glass and give to the lake. And, of course, the uh, Community Foundation of the Lake uh, then uh, passes along that money to a number of different charities around the area. Uh, a fun evening tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow night. And I believe they'll have a silent and live auction. Uh, As a matter of fact, I know they're going to have a live auction because I talked to Rick Bryant from Bryant Auction, and I believe he is going to step in and uh, do the auctioning tomorrow night. And if if you ever want to see a man get money out of people in the most (laughs) unique manner. I have seen it happen. Yeah. Yep. Rick
3: has uh, he he'll get and, down on his knees and he strikes that real nice balance of being real likable and still bit, uh, drawing money out of people. He'll get down on and his knees and they keep on
0: inviting him back. He'll <laughs> jump up on a bar. He'll do whatever needs to be done in order to uh, in order to help out these uh, local charities. And thanks to uh, Rick and uh, and Brian Auction, they do an incredible job. I mean, they have a business to run on top of the fact that a lot of of uh, local charities and fundraising uh, organizations come to him and say, hey, listen, we know what you're capable of. Would you come out and help us? And he's always, always happy to help no matter what. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, I think he said he was down at the Springfield Cardinals game not too long ago, and he actually auctioned off the moon. The moon. The moon. The real moon? Uh, That's what he told me. Okay. That's what he told me. As a matter of fact, he's going to be on uh, What's Burning? On Lake TV with me this week at 7 a.m., 5 p.m., and 11 p.m. So you might want to check it out. And he made some references to things that uh, I'll just let uh, the folks listening just watch the show on the Como Connect, or you can go to mylakeTV.com if you have a Roku stick, things like that. They're not on. Uh, they're not on the Charter anymore. No longer on Channel 197 on Charter. There was a big falling out, I guess, uh, over money of all things. Hmm. that uh, the folks at Charter and Spectrum wanted to uh, charge Lake TV some exorbitant amount to, uh, to, to, to have us on there while they were actually peddling to other folks and letting them get on Charter, but uh, that's neither here nor there, so you will no longer find Lake TV on uh, Charter Spectrum. It is 829. We do have uh, news coming up at the bottom of the hour with Stacy Johnson from LakeExpo.com, your trusted news source. We'll check the weather. We'll hear from Chris Schneider from Lake TV with a check of sports. And we will also talk to our uh, our MoDOT representative. He's in the house. Jacob, how are you doing this morning, buddy? Pretty good. All right, man. He's uh, rip-roaring and ready to go to tell us about uh, what's <laughs> been uh, What's been happening around the area, and maybe uh, also to even let us know about some things coming up so you can prepare accordingly. It is The Daily Show. Myself, Bill Mundhausen. We've got more guests coming up in our nine o'clock hour as well. You're listening to 89.3 or online uh, on the interweb at keyradio.live.
1: Casey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, September 24th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. An Eldon woman was injured on Wednesday in a crash on Route EE. 30-year-old Amanda Stump was driving a 2017 Nissan Sentra when she crashed on a bend in the road. The car went off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and overturned. Stump sustained moderate injuries and was taken by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two Lake of the Ozarks teenagers have qualified for the competitive wake surfing world championships. 15-year-old Reese Johnson is currently ranked 8th in the world in amateur women's wake surfing. Her 12-year-old brother, Caden, ranks 10th in the juniors division. Reese competed last weekend at Lake Minnetonka, and Caden is competing this weekend. The way the championships are judged means they won't know their scores until October. But in the meantime, Reese and Caden, good luck. Looking for something to do this weekend? Check out the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival and the Champagne Campaign. Pumpkin Chunkin is the lake's annual fall event where pumpkins are hurled through the air and there's plenty of activities for all ages. That's at Ozarks Amphitheater on Saturday from 10 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. Stick around for the talent show starting at 6 o'clock. If you're in the mood for more fancy fun, check out the Champagne Campaign. This year's fundraiser will feature live music cocktails, or d'oeuvres, fun activities, and dancing at the La Roca Club on Saturday. That starts at six o'clock. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
5: Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical, and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Husson Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roche, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com.
3: She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM.
0: Hi, it's KB inviting you to join me for my new radio program, The Daily Show. I'll keep you up to date on the latest happenings at the Lake of the Ozarks and talk to the people who are involved in and with our great community. Join me for the live show from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. We'll also rebroadcast the show twice daily at 4 p.m. and again at midnight. It's The Daily Show at KeyRadio.live and on 89.3 The Key. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree 65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. Key Radio is a nonprofit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please Reach out to us at com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532, 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. This is your chance to get involved in community radio, Lake of the Ozarks, with 89.3, The Key. Welcome back, 836. You are listening to The Daily Show on 89.3, The Key. On a Friday morning, broadcasting live from the Key Gathering Place, you're always welcome to uh, come down and join us and see what's going on and maybe talk to our guests if you have a question for them about something going on or maybe a suggestion or something you'd like to see we're always uh, happy to have uh, guests in studio and uh, Firefly Valley uh, Farms is going to be contributing to uh, the effort starting next week coming in and uh, Stephanie Beeman and her husband have been bringing in some uh, some samples of coffee and things along those lines and it's very delicious and she's kind of convinced me that i might be, you know, getting back on the coffee bandwagon again because she's had some really good uh, uh, good b- b- blends and brands that she's brought in that uh, Tanzanian Peaberry is pretty good. Yep, so she'll
3: be doing that Tuesdays and Thursdays, 7.30 to 9.30, so stop in on your way to work.
0: Yeah, grab a, uh, grab a coffee and uh, chai tea and a lot of the other things. And then she gave me a bag of those chocolate-covered coffee beans, and she warned me, "Don't eat, you know, like ten of them." Did you try one? Uh, I ate about three or four, and yeah, uh-huh. I had a, okay. had a nice little, a uh, nice little afternoon burst of energy. Okay, There's th- th- they're nice to have around, so you might want to uh, keep that t- in mind as well. Eight thirty-seven and eighty-two degrees is where we're headed for today. Uh, not really anything in the way of uh, showers or thunder showers, just uh, maybe some clouds, a mix of clouds and sun today. Again, partly cloudy tonight with a low 53 back up to 77 tomorrow. A beautiful day to get out and enjoy all of the activities. Uh, we've talked about uh, three or four of them, but I'm sure there are plenty more we don't know about. And uh, there's a, a, a nice little uh, segue into if you have. Uh, events going on and you'd like us to uh, talk about your event or maybe set up an interview where you can come in and talk about it yourself, you can contact myself or uh, Bill Mundhausen here at uh, Key Radio. My email is kbsfre65 at gmail.com. kbs free, 65 at gmail.com. Feel free to uh, use that anytime. Bill, your email? Bill M. at OrionCenter.org. Very good. 77 the high tomorrow, a low of 55, plenty of sunshine. We'll warm up to near 90 degrees on Sunday with a low of 65, plenty of sunshine both Sunday and Monday. Uh, Monday's high of 90, 91 the expected high with a few clouds on Tuesday, 86 on Wednesday, and then we'll get back into the upper 70s, low 80s. For the remainder of the week and into next weekend. It is, uh, again, 55 degrees, plenty of sunshine here this morning. Jacob Gressley is going to be joining us here shortly to give us an update on that uh, bridge project over Bagnell Dam. I guess they've encountered uh, a little bit more than they anticipated, so we'll talk about that with Jacob. He is our MoDOT representative this morning and also the project manager of uh, what's going on right there at Bagnell Dam. Right now, let's uh, hear from our good buddy Chris Schneider, he's got a check of sports here on 89.3 The Key.
4: Hey, KB, good morning and DGIF, brother. You know what? Fridays in the fall means, means some high school football. Camdenton Lakers are 3-1 and one on the road to play Bolivar tonight. That ought to be a pretty good game. And, of course, the Lakers are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season last week at home against West Plains. Osage at home tonight. The Indians could very easily be 4-0, but they've lost their last two games, One at Eldon uh, in overtime, and then last week they saw a huge comeback come up just short in the final seconds. They'll be home to 4-0 Hallsville tomorrow. And keep in mind you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's high school football coaches show. You can see this Every week during the season, previewing the upcoming games, Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. And again, that's on Lake TV. Eldon is home to Southern Boone tonight. Eldon 2-2, two 1-3 and, two, one and three Versailles at home tonight as well. They take on Blair Oaks. The game of the week on Lake TV tonight. Three and one California home to three and one Boonville pregame at six thirty. Kickoff at seven on Lake TV. College football tomorrow. It's an early kickoff for two and one Mizzou at three and Boston College. They get that started at eleven tomorrow morning. One and one MSU Bears, home to two and one South Dakota. They'll play that tomorrow night. That's a seven o'clock kickoff. The Chiefs, of course, uh, with a big game on Sunday, looking to bounce back from that loss in Baltimore. They'll be home to the Chargers. That is a 12-noon kickoff. And the Major League Baseball season winding down. Cardinals looking for a playoff spot. They'll be at the Cubs for a doubleheader today. Yeah, two in a row today. And then the Royals, they open a three-game series in Detroit against the Tigers. Back to you, KB. All
0: right, 841. Thank you, Chris Schneider, getting ready for uh, a lot going on this weekend sports-wise as well. Laker football tonight, as I'm don't, i I'm sure Chris mentioned it there, but the Lakers will be in Bolivar to take on the Liberators, and they use the, uh, as I believe it's Southern Baptist University field in Bolivar. I think I've been to Bolivar, but I think it was a long time ago. I can't remember the visit. I can't remember uh, when we went to Bolivar, uh, what we did, what we saw, but I know I've been there at least once, and I guess it'll be twice after tonight. 842. Thanks for joining us. Going to get an update from uh, Jacob Gressley, who is the project manager of the uh, project that's going on right now on Bagnell Dam. Started uh, back uh, early September, they've been uh, rolling with it for about the last month or so. And, uh, Jacob, thanks for coming in, buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. Good morning. Good to see you. Good to see you. And I guess we're going to be talking uh, with you in particular the last Friday of every month because Bob's down in, uh, in Le- Lebanon. Yep. And uh, that'll be nice because you being the project manager, you can really give us a lot of insight as to uh, how this uh, particular project is progressing and the things that are uh, going on. Where are you as of right now with the bridge project at Bagnell Dam?
6: Well, it's moving right along, we are are finished up with the milling, which uh took a little bit longer than expected just because of the wearing surface that needed to be removed and ended up being a little bit deeper than we thought and ran into some rebar, but we're done with that and moving on to the hydroblasting. Um hopefully they're they're going to be finished up the hydroblasting in the next week or two and then we'll start doing the pour backs. But uh the deck's a little bit more rotten than anticipated. Right. So it's just taking a li- taking a little bit longer do the hydroblasting, and going to take a little bit long to do the cleanup. But
0: Were you anticipating, and, and I mean, I would imagine with every project, you might, you know, consider, as you're putting all these things together, uh, running into a few hurdles, so y- you know you just have to be prepared for things like this.
6: Right. You never know until you start digging into it what you're going to what you're gonna find and mm-hmm. what the conditions are going to be like of the concrete. There hasn't been an overlay done on the bridge since 1980, so it's... That's quite a while to a few for years it to be yeah. covered up yeah yeah
0: so uh, you get into um, you know the, the hydroblasting that you talked about and then just trying to get a lot of this stuff out of the way and get the surface prepared for the, uh, uh, the new surface. Uh, what are some of the other techniques what are the, uh, some of the other things that you have to prepare for and <clears throat> do you have to consult amarin at all during, during any of this process?
6: None of it's really affecting the too much. They actually have some similar work that the same contractor is going to be doing for them. So mm-hmm. it's working nicely, Being able, having the same contractor, coordinating with them. It's a, a lot nicer than having two contractors there working on top of each other. But right. as far as getting things prepared, it's just going to be cleaning up, um, chipping out anything that they can't get with the hydro or that the hydro misses and just uh, cleaning up the rebar that's being exposed from the hydro.
0: So uh, what is the relationship I guess that you have with the uh, the contractors at this point? you work with a lot of different uh, contractors and uh, of course, I would imagine there's uh, there's some good relationships and maybe others not so much
6: right yeah, and that <laughs> that depends a lot on on how the job's going it seems right. like if you can run into problems and your relation with the contractors seems to be going downhill pretty fast but it, I feel like the relationship been going good on this project. We've run into some issues but it's nothing that that we can't deal with and that we can't work through together, and they've been great to work with. Yeah. So by the the time you come back into October,
3: you're going to be well on your way to doing the resurfacing.
6: Right, yeah. Hopefully by then we'll have several pours done and um, have a lot of the resurfaced by then, hopefully.
3: Yeah, and you have a whole other month left over. Is there... um, is there a point where you've done kind of the initial layers and then there's just
6: a lot of finishing work? Yeah, actually, they were just going to be doing one pour back. They have it set up for four different pours, um, and their uh, hope is to get most of them done in the month of October. And then uh, November would we'll just be doing the uh, epoxy overlay on the sidewalks and curbs, and they're going to put a handrail on the curb side, of mm-hmm. on the river side. Um, and then after that, it'll just be cleanup. It won't be a whole lot, so hopefully, they'll, we'll not be able to easily meet their deadline of December first and be finishing right. things up in November.
0: When you when you sit down and you have to figure out a timeline, as far as uh, you know, determining what you want to do, uh, with the project, uh, start to finish. What are what are the, obviously weather is one of the considerations, and and here, uh, we've been fortunate throughout the month of September. We've only had a little bit of rain. You know, we'll keep our fingers crossed that the weather stays uh, stays nice for you to get you know maybe get things done a little bit early. But what are some of the factors contributing factors that you have to look at when you determine how much time a project is going to take?
6: Well, the main thing is the scope of the work. So when you're running into issues like we have been, where like the milling took twice as long than what they expected, they're having to do a lot more cleanup from the hydro than they anticipated so we could look at that and uh giving them extra days the main thing that you look at though is how how many guys they got there working working how hard they're working on it they're mm-hmm. there every day or they're just there a couple of days a week that's we we do take a take a look at that and then uh yeah weather is a big factor into uh into giving them extra days or making them meet their deadline
0: you probably have to have a little bit of a buffer on either end there just so uh that you know you mentioned the contractor uh, if they're going to be there, the uh, recommended number of days or what they promised originally, because I'm sure when they, uh, they put in a bid, right. they'll but tell you how many days. Yeah, week.
6: when the contract gets let, they, uh, they'll have a starting date. They'll have a letting date, and they'll have a starting date. Mm-hmm. And uh, the contractor knows that starting date, and they know the deadline. And on this particular job, it was actually their starting date was September 1st, and we got them to push it back a week after Labor Day just for the convenience of traffic, through the strip, and uh, so we we'll take that into consideration mm-hmm. if if there needs to be an extension at the end.
0: So everything is uh, you know moving, I guess, as best as, as as possible. You said you've run into a few uh, delays, but you're getting through all of that, and so you're pretty much on schedule at this particular point. And uh, I guess you know we'll continue to get updates uh, from you and Bob Lynch on the uh, progress of the uh, bridge project over over Bagnell Dam. Any other uh, projects? I I know we've got this one out here off of D Road in Camdenton. Uh, right. Do you know the uh, the situation uh, as far as that project? I haven't been out there yet, but I do know that they have been
6: working on it for the past several weeks, mm-hmm. and that uh, they have one. It's down to one lane, and uh, it's going to be like that through through the remainder of the project. I think the um, they're scheduled to be done around December first as well. And uh, once they get one side done, they will have to switch switch lanes and uh, close the other side. And they're going to be using uh, I think a Traffic light throughout the right throughout the project.
0: But so again, people, if you're uh, if you're headed in that general direction, if that's some place that uh, you have to travel probably every day, uh, just be patient. It'll be taken care of here shortly, and uh, then those folks will have a nice new bridge, uh, a nice new safe bridge to drive over. Right. Yeah. And I guess that's another interesting question. I and, and I don't know because you're focused pretty much on what's going on here at the Lake of the Ozarks. But the $351 million that the governor uh, gave MoDOT to fix bridges, I guess, uh, uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of, what, 200, 250 bridges. Uh, is uh, is that something that they're going to try to get done as quickly as possible? Or, again, uh, based on the resources you have available, they're going to have to do it, uh, you know?
6: Yeah, I, I think know. we're going to be seeing a lot of those uh, projects coming up
0: fairly quickly, I think, within the next year or two. We'll
6: definitely be seeing them. Right. Uh, I know we've there's been talking in the office just about a
0: lot more workload coming on the next couple of years that we're preparing for well, that's a good idea, and uh, that would probably help maybe somebody you, you need a little extra manpower woman power uh if you uh you know if you're looking for a gig and you want to get out and uh, help these folks uh, do what they do, whether it's uh working on the bridges or the roadways or the infrastructure or plowing or whatever uh, I would imagine uh, like a lot of folks maybe uh uh, MoDOT's kind of feeling the pinch a little bit as far as employees. Yeah, Yes, it
6: is for sure. I know they've been um, trying pretty hard to um, fill positions in the past couple of months. Just going into winter and winter operations, they're looking ahead and knowing that we are low of staff and trying to fix that.
0: Well, we uh, appreciate you, uh, Jacob Gressley, taking the time this morning to come in and join us, give us uh, that update on the bridge project and we wish you uh we wish you and the crews w- well and, and, and you know looks like right now uh, everything is uh, moving along uh, as i said earlier as best as possible yep yep thanks kb thank you sir and uh, we'll have uh, the folks from Mo- uh, Modot back next uh friday i believe uh bob lynch will be joining us back here but uh great to have jacob gressley with us giving us that uh, much needed update on the progress of the bridge over uh over bagnell dam We'll take a quick break, come back, and uh, get you up to the top of the hour. Let you know about an event that is coming up on Monday, September the 27th, right here at the Key Gathering Place on 89.3 The Key. Also heard on the interweb at keyradio.live. Bikers Against Child Abuse empowers children to not feel afraid of the world in
3: which they live. For more information, visit bacaworld.org. Our helpline is 866-866.
0: Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The national media
2: now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events? What are the things behind the scenes here? What what led
0: to this? Professor Paisley takes a look back at history and how it relates to present day events.
2: But we take it on face value without having any knowledge of
0: why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor program on 89.3 The Key.
3: The Serving Table provides free meals at Key Gathering Place, Wednesdays 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. and Thursdays 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. It's the continuing mission of Jacob and Carly Lamb to serve people in need. But this is not just about free food. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Spiritual food is as great a need as the meals Jacob prepares, and we need volunteers to join in so the Serving Table can open every day. Learn more at keygatheringplace.com or search Facebook. For the
0: serving table, who knows and understands the lake of the Ozarks better than the people who live here? Key Radio is bringing the public square right to your radio, computer, or mobile device. We get a lot of outside advice on how to handle what's happening at the lake, and that's great. However, we'd rather hear from the people like you who live here. Get involved and really make a difference with Key Radio. You're listening to 89.3, The Key. Positive programming provided by you on the Lakes Community Radio Station. 89.3, The Key. All right, 8.54 is our time. Dave Moppin's going to be joining us a little bit later on. He is here, and he's already given us some interesting information, some things that we're going to... uh, Talk about with him uh, to begin the 9 o'clock hour. We'll talk with Heather Link from Rotary. Get an update on the uh, talent show for tomorrow night at uh, Pumpkin Chunkin Palooza. It's going to be a fun day tomorrow at Ozarks Amphitheater. It certainly is. And uh, a lot of folks will uh, be there enjoying the fair-like atmosphere with the uh, the rides, the trebuchets, the petting zoo, all of that good stuff. And then the talent show, I believe, starts at around 6 on Uh, Saturday evening. So you want to get there and see some of the uh, great, talented individuals that we have here at the Lake of the Ozarks. A real nice opportunity because I believe somebody's going to walk away with five grand. Ran into uh, Camden County Commissioner James Gohagen last night. He was at the uh, Eric Schmidt event. And so, uh, well... He's going to be coming into the key to uh, talk a little bit about uh, constitutional Camden County. And uh, it says here on the flyer, join we the people in the fight against mandates. Uh, James will be the speaker on uh, Monday evening at 630. We're actually going to have him come in and talk a little bit more about the event and uh, what uh, he is going to be talking about. So we will uh, look forward to having James in on uh, Monday morning in the 9 o'clock hour. In the 8 o'clock hour, we will go back and uh, revisit uh, the Eric Schmidt uh, Town Hall, if you will, put together by We the People of Camden County. Had a nice turnout there last night. And uh, I I saw a lot of people that I haven't seen for a long time. And I really appreciated folks coming up and saying hello. And, you know, we miss you. And, uh, I was uh, saying, well, you know, I'm still around. Yeah, there's no here. need to miss him. Yeah, you just uh, <laughs> you just tune into 89.3 The Key, and you're good to go. Yeah, and uh, listen to us online at uh, keyradio.live. And Bill Munhousing is work. He, he's he's working at a fever pitch to put these apps together. And um, at at this point in his life, he, he, you probably never thought about having to develop an app. Um, no, not really. <laughs> and working with some of the uh, tech
3: type people who develop apps or think they know how to develop apps. And then having to deal with uh, Google and Apple about what their rules are about developing apps and being the referee between all of them. Yes, it's, it's been, a, it's been a, an enlightening experience. We do have an Android app now for people who are listening. So you can go to the android google play store uh-huh. and download uh key radio k-e-y-k and it'll just download us an app on your phone and you can play the radio there and you can play it on uh, in android auto in your phone in your car
0: very nice as the grateful dead uh said what a long strange trip it's been <laughs> <laughs> yeah 857 so uh, again i was watching this morning uh I, we, we talked about it yesterday, uh, a, and now I think it's really starting to kind of fizzle out a little bit is this whole uh, uh, Petito-laundry situation between the young couple that um, uh, that went on there. They were traveling their, around. Yeah, yeah, they were traveling across the United States, and uh, they got to Utah and had some issues, and he came back, and she didn't come back with him, and his parents won't say anything, and Everybody's kind of being hush hush about the whole thing, and I, I guess they're still looking for this guy. Hmm. And, like I said, I think he might have gone out in uh, the swamp and uh, just decided that's where he wanted to end things. Um, hopefully, that didn't happen, but I mean, it, it's just so weird how, you know, he just disappears off the face of the earth and they can't find this guy at all for any reason. Yeah, and we are all worried about having cell phones and being able to be tracked by everybody. Yeah, you would think somebody could just find them. Uh, you know, there's there's a lot of different things, and and interestingly enough, I was talking with someone yesterday who who kind of give they gave me a a little insight as to how many people have died in state parks around the uh, around the country. Really, and that number is I, I can't remember what the actual number was. But it was, uh, it was a pretty big number, and, and I would think that at some point, you know, uh, you have mishaps, you have issues uh, in, in the state park, but uh, it seems like, it, well, with this particular instance anyway, um, maybe it's a, a, a little different, or um, I don't know. But apparently, mm-hmm. you know, they found uh, this young girl's body and they've identified her, and now they're looking for him. And I, did did
3: okay. they release a cause of death of that body?
0: Uh, I, you know what, I really, I, I'll see it, you know, come up on TV. I'll, I'll, I'll watch and yeah, kind of read the little mean. verb, and, and I really don't pay that close attention to it. Uh,
3: and if you did, it probably wouldn't tell you. You know, it's, it's very strange the way we do news these days because it's, it's always an incomplete story. It certainly is. You're absolutely right.
0: Eight fifty nine. You know, what do, they, what do they say? Inquiring minds want to know, right? Yeah. Well, uh, we are at 9 o'clock. We are uh, ready to take you into our information block, and then we'll get ready for our number two of The Daily Show right here on 89.3 The Key. Also heard uh, online at uh, keyradio.live. And, Bill, the, uh, where do they go for the app again? They go
3: to uh, the Google Play Store where you go for all apps, and look for
0: Key Radio, K-E-Y-K. Love it, love it. 9 a.m. here in uh, mid-Missouri, 9 a.m. on the Midwest Coast here in mid-Missouri, and you are listening to The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key. Content provided by the people, right here on 89.3 K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri.
1: I'm Stacy Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, September 24th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. An Eldon woman was injured on Wednesday in a crash on Route EE. 30-year-old Amanda Stump was driving a 2017 Nissan Sentra when she crashed on a bend in the road. The car went off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and overturned. Stump sustained moderate injuries and was taken by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two Lake of the Ozarks teenagers have qualified for the competitive wake surfing world championships. 15-year-old Reese Johnson is currently ranked 8th in the world in amateur women's wake surfing. Her 12-year-old brother, Caden, ranks 10th in the juniors division. Reese competed last weekend at Lake Minnetonka, and Caden is competing this weekend. The way the championships are judged means they won't know their scores until October. But in the meantime, Reese and Caden, good luck. Looking for something to do this weekend? Check out the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival and the Champagne Campaign. Pumpkin Chunkin is the lake's annual fall event where pumpkins are hurled through the air and there's plenty of activities for all ages. That's at Ozarks Amphitheater on Saturday from 10 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. Stick around for the talent show starting at 6 o'clock. If you're in the mood for more fancy fun, check out the Champagne Campaign. This year's fundraiser will feature live music cocktails, or derbs, fun activities, and dancing at the La Roca Club on Saturday. That starts at 6 o'clock. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
0: Join 89.3 The Key for the True History Professor program featuring Professor Jim Paisley. The
2: national media now is kind of taking advantage of people. They hit you with a, you know, a big headline, and then they don't give you any information behind it. There's no context to it. Problem. And so what I'm going to try and do, uh, you know, on a weekly basis with the show is to try and share with you what what were the events, what are the things behind the scenes here? What, what led to this? Professor Paisley takes
0: a look back at history and how it relates to present-day events.
2: But we take it on face value without having any knowledge
0: of why. It, well, it's because the news told us. Join Professor Jim Paisley Thursdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m., and 10 p.m. for the True History Professor Program on 89.3 The Key.
3: I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of Scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2:2 saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church and corruption by the world basically negative things let me instead offer a positive reason christians think for themselves about their faith we are called to study the word and ponder what it means and that leads to subtle disagreement nevertheless we agree in our commitment to jesus christ the many interpretations of scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever thankfully you can fix this set aside your theories and
0: favorite teachers and read the bible for clarity Key Radio is fortunate to have the support of our local underwriters. They make it possible to bring you our local programming. Thank you to Firefly Valley Farms, Skelton Key & Lock, Victoria Station, Jennings Insurance Group, and Skelton Tactical. You can support local programming by becoming an underwriter or to make your tax-deductible donation, call Key Radio at 573 2800532 Thank you for supporting Community Radio for the Lake of the Ozarks. 89.3 The Key. Thank Your thoughts, ideas, and skills, maybe even a talent, on the Lake's community radio station, 89.3 The Key. It is 9.06, and welcome back into The Daily Show on 89.3 The Key. We're glad to have you with us. Beautiful Friday morning, 57 degrees, on our way to a high today of 83. We will drop down to uh, right around, I guess, uh, 53 for the overnight low. And take care of business there. Get you ready for uh, a nice, beautiful day tomorrow. Lots and lots of cool stuff going on with Pumpkin Chunk and Palooza. We're going to talk with Heather Link with Rotary about uh, the event. And, of course, the newly added event is that talent show that will be tomorrow evening. 77 for the high on Saturday, a low of 55. Looks like 89 the high on Sunday, 90 degrees on Monday, 91 on Tuesday. Hey, let's knock this off and get in fall uh, like weather. Okay, 86 on Wednesday, 81 on Thursday, and 81 on Friday. Not much in the way of any chances for rain. So uh, there you go, folks. We've got a, a quick check of sports coming up as well with uh, Chris Schneider. Dave Moppen will join us uh, a little bit later on in the hour to uh, talk about what's been happening with the Camden County Commission. We'll also uh, maybe get some interesting news from uh, last night's event, over there at uh, the Elks Lodge in Osage Beach. Sappington Hall is the, uh, the name of the particular room we were in last night. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that was the name of it. I just thought it was the, the Elks Lodge, but like everything else, you know, you dedicate a, a room or rooms to uh, uh, maybe someone who uh, has put in some time or uh, left uh, somewhat of a, a, an impression on uh, people. But uh, let's get to that check of sports with Chris Schneider from Lake TV as we get ready for a, a busy weekend. Baseball, football—it's all happening—and uh, Chris has got the uh, got the schedule for you right here on 89.3 The Key.
4: KB, good morning and DGIF, brother. You know what? Fridays in the fall means means some high school football Camdenton Lakers are three and one on the road to play Bolivar tonight that ought to be a pretty good game and of course the Lakers are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season last week at home against West Plains Osage at home tonight the Indians could very easily be four and0 but they've lost their last two games one at Eldon uh, in overtime and then last week they saw a huge comeback Come up just short in the final seconds. They'll be home to 4-0 Hallsville tomorrow. And keep in mind, you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's High School Football Coaches Show. You can see this Every week during the season, previewing the upcoming games Tuesdays through Fridays at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 6 p.m. And again, that's on Lake TV. Eldon is home to Southern Boone tonight. Eldon two and two, one and three for sales at home tonight as well. They take on Blair Oaks. The game of the week on Lake TV tonight. Three and one California home to three and one Boonville pregame at six thirty kickoff at seven on Lake TV college football tomorrow it's an early kickoff for two and one Mizzou at three zero Boston College they get that started at 11 tomorrow morning. 1-1 MSU Bears, home to 2-1 South Dakota. They'll play that tomorrow night. That's a 7 o'clock kickoff. The Chiefs, of course, uh, with a big game on Sunday, looking to bounce back from that loss in Baltimore. They'll be home to the Chargers. That is a 12 noon kickoff. And the Major League Baseball season winding down. Cardinals looking for a playoff spot. They'll be at the Cubs for a doubleheader today. Yeah, 2-1. In a row today, and then the Royals—they open a three-game series in Detroit against the Tigers. Back to you, KB.
0: Oh, thank you, Chris Schneider. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll hear from Chris one more time before we wrap up the daily show. Looks like uh, a lot of different things getting ready to uh, happen this weekend, and the the big one, uh, as far as we're concerned, is uh, Pumpkin Chunkin Palooza, which will take place tomorrow at Ozarks Amphitheater and we've got uh, heather link from rotary in to uh, kind of remind us a little bit about one of the big events that uh, well normally you go to events like this and you spend money but you could actually be leaving with five grand if you are the most talented person in the house tomorrow evening we'll get you up on the big stage and uh, you can perform Uh, For the masses and uh, you know, there's a lot of very talented people Heather. It's great to have you back. How you doing this morning?
7: Hey Kevin, I'm great. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely Um, let me share with you that actually in June we started looking for acts and we had about 30 different people who applied and um in order to Um, perform, which this is all going on tomorrow night at the amphitheater, Saturday night, Camdenton, Missouri, amphitheater, doors open at 6, performances start at 7. We um, had people apply. There was an entry fee. They had to send a video in of their acts, and um, 10 acts were chosen. Mm -hmm. And so tomorrow evening, um, what's really going on here is this is a – charity event sponsored by the, can, excuse me, the Laurie Sunrise Beach Rotary. And we do raise money for the lake area needs. Um, we raise m- money for so many different programs here at the lake. All money made tomorrow night stays here at the lake. And um, that's what I'm most excited about is, we have um, the very exciting, now well known, um, as you mentioned, the. Um, the Punkin' Chunkin' event, and that is what this talent show is following. So the Punkin' Chunkin' event during the day, I welcome everyone to come out. So it's $8 for adults, $20 for a family. But once you get in there, um, there's mazes, face painting, pirate and magic shows, bounce houses, a really interesting petting zoo. We've got some cool animals this year. It
0: show. is really cool. i got to tell you, I've seen the petting zoo before, and it's not just a, a couple of goats and a chicken it uh they get pretty in depth with that
7: they do um and there's pumpkin decorating and so um just to kind of share with everyone how the talent show came to be is um the rotary that i'm a part of we rent the amphitheater and we have this fantastic festival that we're um, putting on tomorrow but then we thought wow we maybe we should do some something on the actual stage in the evening. So this is our first year mm-hmm. Punk and Chunkin Palooza Got Talent show. And I'd like to share with you that um if you come out, you will not only be supporting this fundraiser. Um the tickets um to come to the talent show in the evening. Um it's $20 to buy a ticket to vote the audience actually votes right on acts. right and um, so if you buy a ticket you're donating your $20 towards the rotary mm-hmm. and you're getting two tickets um, you get to vote on the 10 acts and th- that each act is three to five minutes long and we're talking about some I mean some really well known in the region performance performances um, mm-hmm. our first performer um, excuse me I don't think I'm listing these in in order of performances but we have um, Chelsea Witt um, she's well known here at the Lake area Ty Harrison um, Catherine and Lily um, Lombardi they do a hula hoop act so we've got singers we've got dancers We have a gal coming from Jefferson City, Delaney Job, who's just a great tap dancer. We have a wonderful, um, well-known duet um, that a lot of people here at the Lake Area know, Linnell and Amanda Muse. Mitch Shields, um, he's a well-known guitarist and singer. Um, Jacob Hopkins, he's a classical performer. And we have a a gal from um, Kaminaton and she's a dancer. Her name is Alexis um, Stoken, And then um, we actually just added her last night. Somebody had to bow out, and I don't have her name in front of me, so I apologize if I didn't say it quite right. And then we have a band who's well-known, the Phil Luke Experience. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, Kevin, the... Um, I'm so thankful to be here this morning because I would love to have locals here at the lake gather at the amphitheater, come out. It sounds like the weather's going to be beautiful. It's going to be perfect. Come out under the stars, and it's just going to be a really fun energy. Um, All the money stays right here at the lake again. You're going to get to see 10 acts. And that ticket, that $20 ticket that you buy, allows you to reduce the, f- the 10 acts down to 5 acts. Mm-hmm. And then those five performances performers will perform again. And then you get to watch one person get their grand prize of $5,000.
0: I'd be interested to see that hula hoop performance. Because I think whatever they do this year, Bill, you and I can do better <laughs> next oh, year. I bet you can. Yeah,
7: I mean, just get some tips yeah. from Ultimate them hula
0: hoop, huh? They don't make yeah. a hula hoop big enough <laughs> for me.
3: I'm kind of curious, and did you deliberately strategize this to have a a variety of acts instead of all music acts or something? We
7: did. It's funny that you should ask that, because um, I... um did get a lot of initial entries which were singers just fantastic singers but we are going for a talent show mm-hmm. and so i'm um, kind of like on television america's got talent um this is like of the ozarks got talent okay. so we were looking for um really just a variety of acts
3: okay so we're looking for maybe next year we'll have like ventriloquists oh. or something I'm so or glad you're bringing this magicians cuz
7: it was you know <laughs> being the first year it was kind of hard to get the word out yeah. um you guys had me on here when i was searching searching for acts i was really thrilled to eventually get the 30 axe that 30 acts that we Yeah were we've got that
0: new axe throwing place in town Yeah over on North 5 maybe a- you and an i could axe go practicing act yeah We could go practice We could have I beautiful models and yeah. put balloons on their heads Exactly <laughs> absolutely So this is Yeah we're the potential is definitely there there's a lot of different things we there's could do There's
7: so much talent down here there's you know, so many great performers.
0: We do have an abundance of talent here at the Lake of the Ozarks, and that's great uh, if you want to go out to your favorite uh, eatery and uh, see some live music. But uh, tap dancing, hula hoops, singers, all kinds of interesting uh, acts. And this is the first annual. So uh, they really want to establish a, a good base here, folks. We ask you to come out and support the effort. The uh, 20 bucks goes, obviously, to help out. Uh, groups and organizations around the lake of the ozarks the whole event from start to finish when they put the trebuchets away as the sun goes down Mm -hmm. then it's time to uh, kick up the lights on the ozarks amphitheater stage and uh, watch some great performers doing a variety of different things and i think that uh, it's really uh it's really cool i mean uh, with a talent show uh like uh, bill had said you can get a lot of the same things singers bands what have you Mm -hmm. but you've really kind of gone out of your way to make it a a nice variety
7: yes definitely um and then you know as you said it the money goes towards um events here at the lake and I mean buddy pack programs at the schools Um, we help the CADV which is a program that a lot of people are familiar with which helps people get out of um, Mm -hmm. abusive situations share the harvest um, and healing box project and the the doors open at six we really need people to come and um, so if you would be so kind Go to the go, come to the fantastic and Chunkin' events tomorrow with your kids. That goes from ten to four, and then um, if you would love to come back for a nice evening, the doors open at six, and the performances for the talent show start at seven.
0: So, uh, Will Holtz is going to be emceeing the event from Lake TV, and yeah. I'm Chris Schneider. Will be there as well, and some other folks. So, uh, come out, enjoy a fun evening, mm-hmm. and and help out a, a great cause. The Lori Sunrise Beach Rotary, they do so much for the community. And uh, these folks are are hoping to uh, raise a lot of money to help out a lot of great causes. You heard Heather mention some of those causes. So come out and and see what's shaking. Anything else coming up in the future with Rotary? I know you're pretty involved in that. Uh, I know this is kind of a big fundraiser for you guys, and after this, you probably take a week or two <laughs> off to collect your thoughts. But uh, any other uh, things that we need to be aware of with Rotary?
7: You know, we have um, we have some Christmas programs. Um, we did so much this summer, um, putting you know involved with the shootout, and um, we um, will be announcing some of our future programs sometime soon. Very too. Good. But to be honest, I um, I don't know we're having a lot going on um, until after christmas right okay yep.
2: yeah. we
0: you have good. to come back and uh, talk with us thank again you, you yes. got your yeah you've got right. your hands yeah. full with what's going on <laughs> with uh, the pumpkin chunk and palooza yeah. and the talent show and everything like that heather link always a pleasure great to see you i know you're busy 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 but thank you for uh, uh, taking some time and making oh, right. some time I for sure us here this morning
7: Your time. Thanks for having me, you guys. Yeah,
0: thank Absolutely. you. Absolutely. Quick break. And uh, we'll get a little closer to the bottom of the hour. News break. We'll uh, bring Dave Mopping in here to talk a little bit about uh, Camden County Commission meetings and law enforcement and other things. And we appreciate your support, 89.3 The Key, heard at uh, keyradio.live. It's The Daily Show. We're broadcasting live from the Key Gathering Place, South Business 5 in Camdenton. Mm-hmm. The Artichoke Heart is about peeling
3: back the layers and getting to the heart of what really matters in life, parenting, faith, and wellness. You will find purposeful parenting topics, inspirational family stories, homeschool tips, book and game reviews, recipe and wellness posts, and so much more. Our three hosts are Ruth Harris, Maggie Butterfield, and Gretchen Peters. They can't wait to connect with you and share their hearts. Listen to The Artichoke Heart Wednesdays and Sundays at 6 a.m., 2 p.m. and 10 p.m. on Key Radio 89.3 FM.
0: Key Radio is a non-profit radio station that works with local residents in the Lake of the Ozarks community. Our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard. Key Radio uses donations to bring you all of the information. So if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission, please reach out to us at keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532, 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key.
3: I'm Bill Munhausen for Orion Center. Why are there so many different interpretations of Scripture and theology? The Apostle Paul wrote to the early church in Philippians 2 2, saying, Make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other and working together with one mind and purpose. Nevertheless, Christians disagree over basic Bible teachings about creation, the nature of God, and prophecies regarding the last days. I just read one scholar's opinion blaming our disagreements on lack of true faith, poor teaching in the church, and corruption by the world basically negative things let me instead offer a positive reason Christians think for themselves about their faith we are called to study the word and ponder what it means and that leads to subtle disagreement nevertheless we agree in our commitment to Jesus Christ the many interpretations of Scripture divides the church at a time when we need unity more than ever thankfully you can fix this set aside your theories and favorite teachers and read the Bible for clarity Bikers Against Child Abuse, BACA, exists with the intent to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established, united organization. If you'd like to know more about BACA, please visit our website at BACAworld.org or call one 866 abuse
0: thought-provoking radio that offers you the opportunity to become engaged in the process 89.3 the key 924 it's the daily show coming up at the bottom of the hour stacy johnson with a check of local news as we uh, turn to the trusted news source that is lake expo.com check them out online and of course uh, download the app And that way you can keep up with what's going on here at the beautiful Lake of the Ozarks. If you have any traveling to do, you're going to be away for a while. You uh, you have all the access necessary to find out what's uh, shaking. 64 degrees now on our way to a high today of around 83. Still a very comfortable day. And uh, we hope that you will take the time to get out and enjoy the fun stuff going on. Again, thanks to Heather Link from uh, the Lori Sunrise Beach Rotary Club. This talent show is, uh, they're venturing into uncharted waters, but I'll tell you what, it is uh, definitely going to be a fun evening tomorrow night, so uh, take the opportunity to bring the family by, see all these talented individuals, and uh, and help out a good cause, definitely. Uh, a lot of good causes around the Lake of the Ozarks. Dave Moffin is with us. He is the uh, author of the blog, Among the Dogwoods, and uh, we got to see you last night over there at... Uh, uh, the Elks Lodge in Osage Beach. What'd you think of Eric Schmidt?
8: Well, uh, I thought he, I, I thought he seemed like a nice guy and everything, but it kind of was, the answers I thought he gave to some of the questions weren't exactly very specific. He gave a lot of general stuff. He told the typical Trump story, "How I met Trump," that everyone's going to enjoy, and uh, but it turns out, I guess that. When we the people had hosted the event, they they had six questions that they were going to give, basically, that, that was a requirement that they were going to ask. That right. was one of the conditions. And so Matt Burns was basically emceeing and asking the questions, I guess. Prior to the event, they had uh, texted Matt a couple of questions that they would prefer the candidate be asked. Luckily, Matt had his phone on silent, so he didn't see that he'd gotten that text message. So instead he asked he got through four of the questions that we the people wanted to ask right. and then that's when they kind of got the gave the signal that they were done and they weren't going to answer any more questions
0: doing the old uh, uh mm. hand 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 across the throat there.
8: Yeah, and one of the other annoying things I thought about it was basically once he asked the que- answered the questions that Matt had asked instead of like answering questions from the crowd they then kind of went off mic and then kind of just privately answered questions from people. So people would line up and talk to them and they could ask. It was kind of like, if you want to ask questions, you can talk to me now. But no one could even hear really what the person was talking about or what they were asking. So I think we would prefer more of a, Some we ask the questions. We decide what the questions are going to be. The candidate should be prepared to answer them. They had access to the questions beforehand. And then the public comments should be public so everyone can hear what's being asked. Right.
0: Well, maybe they just didn't want things to get out of hand. You know what I'm saying? And and, and that's normally the case with a lot of this stuff. Um, sometimes, and, and especially, I guess, in Eric Schmidt's case, uh, he's somewhat guarded his, in terms of the, uh, the questions that are given to him. Uh, you know, it's more softball-style questions than, uh, than you would uh, maybe really want to be able to get in and ask him. Uh, I know uh, there were some folks there when I was, I, I went up, took a picture with him, and I know there was uh, a couple of folks that were uh, rather heated in uh, the conversations that they were having, and no one could hear them, sure. as you and mentioned. And, and and I think you're right. I, th- I think that's important. I mean, you should be able to uh, take the hard questions and at least attempt to answer them, and then, uh, and yeah, then what I, do you do? Yeah,
3: I, d- I kind of don't want to be a critic of the event, because no. it was a first-time experiment. Oh, well uh, and I what we the people was trying to do is come up with a very structured way for every candidate to respond. Absolutely. So right. they were expected to take their speech and instead of making it a campaign talk, making it a speech that directs to that directly answers these six questions and that just didn't happen. And that's because we really can't control what the candidate does, right? So you got to give Jenny a lot of credit for trying this thing. But it, oh, yeah, you know, absolutely. But, but Dave is right. It needs
0: work.
8: The yeah. venue was great. I thought the like they had a cash bar there, which for me I think is always <laughs> a plus. We <laughs> talked about
0: that prior yeah. to the event. Yes, <laughs> we've heard the cash bar. Because <laughs> uh, it'll
8: loosen up. It loosens up the crowd a little bit. I yeah, think that's well, good if people want to do that. to the candidate probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. He needed to be a little looser maybe.
0: <laughs> Not lucid, looser. Um, yeah. You know, and, and I and – Mark McCloskey's coming in October, the 21st. He'll be at the same venue. And we'll see what kind of a position he goes with. Now, I think he is probably going to be a little bit more, uh, a little looser. Right. I think that he is... uh, much like, uh, you know, the the man that he's being portrayed as, he's going to shoot from the hip a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
8: if you see, he was at the CCRC at the Camden County Republican Club, and yeah. he, it had a little bit of a roadshow feel to it. Like, I think he's been doing the this talk quite a bit, so it was, you know, he has a kind of a presentation he does about mm-hmm. what he went through and his experience, so it'll be interesting to see him actually more... Running more of as a candidate, maybe, rather yeah. than just doing a presentation on what his experience was.
0: And I wonder if that is not something that uh, he needs to keep in mind. That a lot of the people have seen him, who have seen him here at the Lake of the Ozarks, were exposed to that, and so he needs to change it up a little bit. You've got a, uh, and and I'm not saying he is a comedian, but you know, you've got a uh, a comic, a stand-up comic that travels from place to place, to place right. to place, to place, and does the same routine for the most part. He's going to have to mix it up and, uh, and make it a little bit more exciting. We need to jump into local news at the bottom of the hour with Stacey Johnson, a check of weather, a check of sports, and we're back with Dave Maupin to uh, get a little bit more in-depth look at uh, the last two Camden County Commission meetings, as he is, uh, again, the author of Among the Dogwoods. You're listening to The Daily Show, 89.3 The Key, and heard on the interweb at keyradio.live. <laughs>
1: I'm Stacey Johnson, and this is your Lake Expo News Cut for Friday, September 24th. Take a deeper dive at lakeexpo.com. An Eldon woman was injured on Wednesday in a crash on Route EE. 30-year-old Amanda Stump was driving a 2017 Nissan Sentra when she crashed on a bend in the road. The car went off the right side of the road, struck a fence, and overturned. Stump sustained moderate injuries and was taken by ambulance to Lake Regional Hospital. Two Lake of the Ozarks teenagers have qualified for the competitive wake surfing world championships. 15-year-old Reese Johnson is currently ranked 8th in the world in amateur women's wake surfing. Her 12-year-old brother, Caden, ranks 10th in the juniors division. Reese competed last weekend at Lake Minnetonka, and Caden is competing this weekend. The way the championships are judged means they won't know their scores until October. But in the meantime, Reese and Caden, good luck. Looking for something to do this weekend? Check out the Pumpkin Chunkin Festival and the Champagne Campaign. Pumpkin Chunkin is the lake's annual fall event where pumpkins are hurled through the air and there's plenty of activities for all ages. That's at Ozarks Amphitheater on Saturday from 10 in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. Stick around for the talent show starting at 6 o'clock. If you're in the mood for more fancy fun, check out the Champagne Campaign. This year's fundraiser will feature live music cocktails or derbs, fun activities and dancing at the La Roca Club on Saturday that starts at six o'clock. Get more Lake of the Ozarks news at lakeexpo.com. Download our free app from the App Store and Google Play. Lakeexpo.com, the lake's trusted news source.
5: Key Radio is financially supported in part by generous giving from Firefly Valley Farms, coffee roasters and beverage solutions. Firefly Valley Farms believes coffee is a big deal. It's their passion. They owned a coffee shop for 11 years and have been roasting coffee since 2006. When you order coffee, they freshly roast it and ship it directly to your home or office and you enjoy. Nothing compares to coffee this fresh. Firefly Valley Farms also takes pride in supporting growers that utilize ethical and sustainable processing practices. In addition to coffee, they have a family-owned and operated fruit orchard nestled at the bottom of Hassan Hollow on the banks of the Little Niangua River in Roche, Missouri. Firefly Valley Farms protects our land, rivers, our bees, and our bodies by using only organic pest management. Learn more online at fireflyvalleyfarms.com.
3: She's a former Camdenton resident, Hollywood actress, and pop culture expert. Tina Griffin helps parents safely navigate the current pop culture chaos. Know how to create a healthy media diet for your family and live as a counterculture warrior. Listen to the Counterculture Mom Show Fridays and Sundays at 5 a.m., 1 p.m., and 9 p.m. on Key Radio,
0: 89.3 FM. Hi, it's KB inviting you to join me for my new radio program, The Daily Show. I'll keep you up to date on the latest happenings at the Lake of the Ozarks and talk to the people who are involved in and with our great community. Join me for the live show from 8 a.m. until 10 a.m. Monday through Friday. We'll also rebroadcast the show twice daily at 4 p.m. and again at midnight. It's The Daily Show at keyradio.live and on 89.3 The Key. Key Radio wants to help our community by offering a platform for all groups and organizations to share their message. If you have a pre-recorded public service announcement talking about who you are and what you do, email it to kbsfree 65 at gmail.com. Rotary clubs, veterans groups, animal shelters, fundraising organizations, and more are all welcome to send us their pre-recorded message. Key Radio reserves the right to deny or accept any PSAs received. Join 89.3 The Key for the BS Nation, featuring Matt Burns and Ike Skelton. Bring in people who are influential in the community and focus mostly on state or local, and that's really what, that's what we wanted to do. Ike and Matt will address local and state issues and how they affect the lake area. It's up to the listener to take it in how they want to take it in. It's the BS Nation, Mondays and Saturdays at 10 a.m., 6 p.m., and 2 a.m. on 89.3 The Key. key radio is a non-profit radio station that works with local residents in the lake of the ozarks community our goal is to provide a positive platform for content that addresses a variety of topics while also giving people the opportunity to find out more about what's going on in our own backyard key radio uses donations to bring you all of the information so if you like what you hear and you'd like to help us continue our mission please reach out to us at com slash keyradio. Businesses, individuals, and content providers power the programming that you hear on Key Radio. To inquire about making your tax-deductible donation, go to keygatheringplace.com slash keyradio or call 573-280-0532. 573-280-0532. You're listening to 89.3, The Key this is your chance to get involved in community radio lake of the ozarks with 89.3 the key all right 936 back with the daily show the remaining 24 minutes of the program we're going to hit the weather real quick let you know 82 is going to be the high 54 the low tonight back up to 78 for the high tomorrow and a low of 56 as we get into Sunday, warm, 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 89 on Sunday, 91 Monday and Tuesday, 86 on Wednesday, 82 on Thursday, and 83 the expected high on uh, on Sunday. So there you go, folks, a, uh, a, a nice-looking forecast overall uh, I can do without the uh <laughs> Do without the 90-degree weather. I thought we were pretty much done with that, but that's that Indian summer that they talk about. 65 and clear in Camdenton. Uh, real quick, we're going to get in a check of sports, and then we'll get back to our conversation with uh, Dave, Bill Munhausen joining us as well this morning. One more quick check of sports with Chris Schneider from Lake TV, getting you all prepared and ready for another busy weekend with some football, some baseball, some NASCAR, all that good stuff.
4: KB, good morning and DGIF, brother. You know what? Fridays in the fall means, means some high school football. Camdenton Lakers are 3 and 1 on the road to play Bolivar tonight. That ought to be a pretty good game. And of course, the Lakers are looking to bounce back from their first loss of the season last week at home against West Plains. Osage at home tonight. The Indians could very easily be 4 0, but they've lost their last two games. One at Eldon uh, in overtime, and then last week they saw a huge comeback come up just just shorten the final seconds. He'll be home to 4-0 Hallsville tomorrow. And keep in mind, you can see both Lakers coach Jeff Shore and Indians coach Shannon Jolly on Lake TV's high school football coaches show. You can see this Every week during the season previewing the upcoming games Tuesdays through Fridays at ten a.m., two p.m. and six p.m. And again, that's on Lake TV. Eldon is home to Southern Boone tonight. Eldon two and two. One and three Versailles at home tonight as well. They take on Blair Oaks. The game of the week on Lake TV tonight. Three and one California home to three and one Boonville. Pre-game at six thirty. Kickoff at
0: eighty-nine point three. K-E-Y-K, Osage Beach, Missouri.
4: College football tomorrow. It's an early kick. New at 3-0 Boston College. They get that started at 11 tomorrow morning. 1-1 MSU Bears, home to 2-1 South Dakota. They'll play that tomorrow night. That's a seven o'clock kickoff. The chiefs, of course, uh, with a big game on Sunday, looking to bounce back from that loss in Baltimore. They'll be home to the chargers. That is a 12 noon kickoff and the major league baseball season, winding down Cardinals looking for a playoff spot. They'll be at the Cubs for a double header today. Yeah. Two in a row today. And then the Royals, they open a three game series in Detroit against the Tigers. Back to you, KB. All
0: right. Thank you, Chris Schneider. 940 is our time. Go Cardinals, man. I'll tell you what. What a great way to uh, kind of wrap up the season a little bit there by uh, spanking the Cubs uh, in that doubleheader. That would be awesome. 65 degrees, 940 is our time. Dave Moppin is here with the uh, Insider's Look at the Camden County Commission Meeting. Uh, You said uh, some interesting things. Uh, Maybe a little slower week, but uh, not necessarily completely free of uh, of interesting things that have happened.
8: Yeah, they always manage to keep it interesting. So Mm -hmm. basically what happened was they didn't have any meetings this week, no public meetings, but they did have a closed session on Wednesday. Uh So when I called into the commission office, I talked to the secretary. I wanted to know if they'd had any meetings, and I asked if there were any closed meetings, and she told me that they had a closed meeting on Wednesday. Uh, and I asked her, well, it's not published on your website for your agendas. It's supposed to be on the website. Mm-hmm. She told me, well, you know, the, the Internet was down, so we weren't able to put it up on the website that there was a closed session. But that's, again, a violation of the Sunshine Act. It's Even if the Internet was down and they weren't able to post it, they still have to post it after the fact. They have to say that there was a closed session. They have to say what subsection allowed them to close it. but." it's still not up there so i mean they're basically not allowed to have closed sessions and then not tell anyone that they had one so mm-hmm. while they couldn't give advance notice they're still required to post that the session occurred but they didn't do that so
3: now is the is the legal requirement that they post it on the internet because obviously the internet is relatively new how how, how what is the requirement do you know well it
8: basically has to be posted i believe in an area that's accessible to the public so they could post it on like could a bulletin be a physical board
3: Right, That's what we did in Lynn Creek a lot, is we put it on the door of the building. Right,
8: Mm -hmm. but since they've established a pattern that the way they notify the public of meetings is by posting it on their website, they Mm -hmm. have to keep doing that. And for them to have a closed session and not post that they had the meeting, even if it's after the fact, and why they closed it, they have to state the subsection, it's a
0: violation of the sun bit more about that and uh, Matt Burns is uh, joining us this morning yes Matt we are here are you there are you there buddy can you hear us we're listening to you really faint all right well you can hear us uh, enough to tell us what's on your mind there Uh, hello how do you do Yes, sir. Standing by, waiting on you. We're here. We're, uh, we're right where we need to be. This, is, this
8: right. is the quickest conversation I've ever had with Matt.
0: Yeah, I think so. We can say whatever we want. <laughs> Not quite sure, uh, and, and, and I, I actually saw that Matt had called, so I called him back. And uh, we're here, buddy. All right. Well, uh, maybe we'll try this another time. Sorry about that, Matt. Uh, we'll to make a, an adjustment here or there and find out uh, what the heck is going on. We had such a good run yesterday. We yeah. had absolutely mm-hmm. no problems. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe uh, it's it's Matt's phone because now the attorney general. I would imagine if you're the AG in the state of Missouri, you have a better phone. You've <laughs> got a you've got like top <laughs> of the line phone. Uh, going on there, but uh, we'll get that uh-huh. figured out and uh, try to get Matt back on here a little bit later on. 943 is our time, so what does it mean? You know, you don't post the meeting like you're supposed to. You violated the Sunshine Law. What is uh, what is the uh, the next step after that? Yeah, and what's it? the penalty yeah, for violating? Exactly. There's,
8: there's financial penalties. They can be fined. Um, that would
0: be us. We'd have
3: to pay for well, it? Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the problem. <laughs> like I could report a bunch of, <laughs> of violations. I don't know if that
8: would make me very popular in Camden yeah. County. But generally the way it's supposed to work is you report it to the AG's office and then you could either, I think you can either file a complaint or the AG's office can then come in and file against the county, which again raises one of the issues I have with uh, Eric Schmidt is that as the AG, I know there's been numerous complaints that have been filed with his office and everyone basically gets a form letter back that says like, dear Dave typed in, am mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. sorry we couldn't help you, but this is a local issue, blah, blah, blah. So, why would we elect a guy, want to elect a guy to the Senate if he's not even really doing a great job for us right now as the AG at our local level where we feel like we need help? So it's like, why would you, if, you, if the, we don't feel like the AG's office is really supporting us locally, why would you then want to move somebody up to the national level? So I think those are the kind of questions that Eric could have answered at the meeting that I think might have made a lot of people feel better. But again, he wouldn't take those types of questions publicly so it's kind of hard to to know the yeah, answer
3: we can kind of on, only imagine what their standards are i mean right. uh, if they get requests from all over the state maybe they can't handle them all or can't champion them all but it would be nice to have a definitive statement about what their criteria is
8: it's an, it's going to be an interesting race because the, the different candidates i mean there's no real i think schmidt is considered kind of the
3: prime candidate uh, I know Mark McCloskey, I, we've I, mentioned him, he's up I, there. I've heard, that I've heard from some people that Eric Greitens is the, the person to okay, beat, well, I don't but he's like yeah. way outside. Yeah, and he's he, already
8: had his issues. I think that's going to hurt him in St.
3: Louis, definitely the urban
8: areas. Yeah. And I don't know if he's convinced. I think people feel a little burned by him after the, the last experience they had with him as governor. But McCloskey's interesting because he's from St. Louis. He basically has been in St. Louis this whole time, but now he's kind of trying to recast himself as more of a rural... You know, he knows he's going to get a lot of support for the Second Amendment stuff in the rural areas mm-hmm. or even just any mid-state area or any of those. But if you go to his website, he's got a video he made that shows him wearing like a he's, – he's behind a tr- – he's in front of a tractor – and he's got a flannel shirt. That <laughs> I thought you were going to say he was wearing overalls. <laughs> he's got a, almost. He's got a flannel shirt that like, you might wear at Christmas, on Christmas Day. Yeah. Just like, your, your typical St. Louis
0: attorney, it's right? Got,
8: it's got the Ralph Lauren tag still on the <laughs> sleeve of it. And they show him walking across, and he's got a chainsaw in his hand yeah. going somewhere. Uh-huh. I thought you were
0: going to say like a pitchfork.
8: And then his wife, he and his wife walk over, and they go pet a horse. They're petting a horse. But I'm like, wow, this guy. He just—he's farmer all the way. This, is, <laughs> <laughs> this guy's a regular guy.
0: Well, you know, here's the thing about it: is is like anybody else. He's probably hired some sort of a PR firm, a marketing firm to help him, and uh, they go out and they, you know, do their studies and they gather all their information. And they look at the uh, numbers and they say, "Well, okay, here is uh, here's what's going on, and, and and here's the way you need to appeal to these folks." And see, they need to hire a skeptical detective. <laughs> I, 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 was, I I
8: think they were talking like, should I wear the Tractor Supply baseball cap, or should I not wear the Tractor <laughs> Supply baseball yeah,
0: cap? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So yeah, and he understands. You know, we we talked a little bit about this uh, yesterday uh, when Eric Schmidt uh, was on with us about his. His pledge to rural Missouri, you know, and uh, agriculture and how important agriculture is. Um, i I don't know if we mentioned it to him or not, but one of the things I thought we should have talked about was attracting business to the state. I mean when he goes to uh, I- if he were to go to washington d c, uh, you know, what are some of the things that he feels are necessary in order to uh, help his constituents out at home? But, you know, as you said, you know, they they really kind of softballed the questions.
8: Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. you know, uh, Eric did talk about a lot of the lawsuits he'd, he'd filed on behalf of Missouri. I mean, there's a ton. He, he's Missouri's been kind of one of the, at the forefront of a lot of suing the federal government to stop certain things or block things. Um, kind of the feeling I get sometimes is they look at Camden County the fact that it's basically 80% Republican, and I think candidates think this county is going to be kind of a milk run for them to mm-hmm. come through, and they don't really have to prepare very hard, and they can just come in, and they know they're going to get a lot of support, and the truth is, I think the people out here are a lot smarter than they give us credit for. So when they come in, then they don't like it when they're getting asked tough questions because they thought it was going to be kind of a, hey, go shake some hands. We, they love us over there. Just a bunch mm-hmm. of rubes
0: with their guns. Exactly. That's all we are here in Camden County, just a bunch
3: of rubes. You try you know, not
8: to get angry about it, but it is kind of obvious sometimes. Yeah, they,
3: they need to recalibrate for a primary because right. all of the candidates are going to be kind of on our side in that way. Well, and I think expecting an, an applause for a particular kind of point they, they bring up. You I know? think
8: the voters out here are very well educated. I think you're should, absolutely right. And they have specific issues that they're passionate about. And these candidates have to be prepared for that. And it seems like a lot of times they aren't. And mm-hmm. so they think I'm just going to be able to come out and I'll tell a Trump story. And I'll talk about how I took photos with Trump and all this stuff. And it's like. People expect a lot more than that from the candidates. It's right. like
0: when Lois Griffin ran for mayor on Family Guy. <laughs> and all she, she got up, she said, 9 11. And they all cheered for her. It's <laughs> like, liberty! Yeah. Freedom!
8: That's like when McCloskey was talking. I felt almost like we were in that uh, Simpsons episode where the guy's trying to sell the town on a monorail. Yes. Like, like we're all just like, oh, this sounds great. We're all just going to sign up
6: for it. <laughs>
0: here's, here's all kinds of money. Yeah, now, now go build something useless yeah,
8: so it's it it'll be interesting, I think, because McCloskey is coming out in October, and he better take it seriously because I think, uh, they're not going to allow it to be the way that uh, it was last night where they're going to be much clearer about what the expectations are for him.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, it's one thing to be the first guy in line. It's uh, everybody else after that that's got to worry.
3: That's right. Yeah, we
0: learned yeah. we learned our lesson.
3: Well, you know, nobody wants to jump up and say, hey, Eric, you're not doing what we asked. Right, you know, but exactly.
0: Stick to the questions we <laughs> gave you. Yeah, he was a, the questions we yeah, gave I you. Mean, He's a
8: nice guy. Yes. I think Missourians in general are pretty polite. They're mm. not going to try to. They don't. But right. I mean, like, I think people are getting irritated by it. Where we have the questions mm. we want to ask, and we want them to be asked. So. Yeah,
0: and I think they they were definitely because Matt Burns kept saying, "Now this is a tough question. This is a real tough question." Mm-hmm. And I I had to laugh a little bit because he said that there about all of them. But then he said, uh, "Yeah, now here's here's a toughie right here," you <laughs> and, and, and he and he almost it, it, i i, I like the way he said that because he would say that and i'd immediately look at eric schmidt to see what kind of a reaction he had on his face you yeah. know so that was man this is a this this is no softball question here
8: he w- he wasn't expecting the questions he got and i think it he i thought he did a good job kind of just reacting to them he did better than i would have done but i think he really was kind of not specific about some of the stuff he was saying because you know he'd rather have questions that he's prepared to answer but he had access to those questions. Those questions weren't a surprise. It nope. wasn't like this was an yeah, ambush.
3: And, and we don't know whether his campaign really communicated that well. So right.
8: most of the people with him were like looked like they're about 18 years old, but I'm <laughs> 51. So I can't tell anymore how old people yeah. are.
0: I, uh, I made mention to that. And so um, who was it? Uh, was it Susie Pollock that said I said, I noticed that all these people are so young and uh, she said or, or somebody told me that uh it, it's because they know how to deal with social media so well they're all in tune with right. social media and that's you know that's where it's at anymore social media right yeah
3: yeah peggy and i sat at a table with a nice young man who wants to become an intern in jeff city and and learn the political ropes and and uh you have people like that who uh thank God, want to get involved in government and have the right attitudes. So you have a lot of these very young people acting as campaign aides for campaigns and they're coming from a whole different perspective from somebody 50 years old.
8: I think that's a problem though with the way the political system's working these days where you have people who start young, they work up, they become chiefs of staff so they've got a whole career that has only been in politics mm-hmm. and so that's all they know that's been their living so they can't get out of it because they've got no other way of making a living basically and so then they want to be a chief of staff, maybe get become a state representative. Or, so mm-hmm. you've got these, it used to be that you'd be a successful person or a leader within your community. Then you'd run for politics mm-hmm. when, you're, when you decided you wanted to do something for your community, and that's how you would get elected. I don't like this system now. And you can see them. They sent him out here. Josh Hawley, the guy he sent out here to talk to us, real nice guy. And he, he was a veteran. He did four years in fighting in Iraq, mm-hmm. or four years, and he fought in Iraq. That was great. But all his other work experience was basically just coming up through the Missouri political system.
0: And they're not really learning anything. They're learning maybe about... How politics works and and you know what you have to do to uh, get your foot in the door here and so on and so forth and 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 move up the ladder but they have no real experience doing anything else and so are they learning what they need to learn in order to uh, advance their careers in politics uh, or are they possibly learning the wrong things because uh, uh, you know you're not out there doing the shake and howdy with people like politicians used to do and as you mentioned they're they're not involved in their communities at all and do they understand what the real working man and woman Uh, Are up against these days.
8: Yeah, It's like the old politicians when they were done or if they got didn't get elected They would just go back and work their farm or go back into their business These people have to get reelected every time because it's the only way they can make a living so what kind of person does that make you where you'll basically just say whatever you need to say to get elected if you've got a career besides politics, you've got something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Then you can just say, hey, here's what I stand for. If you don't like it, don't elect me because I've got this other thing I can do. I'm a lawyer or I'm a businessman or whatever.
0: Well, on the local level, I think you still see a lot of that. That's why local politics, I think, is the
8: best politics yeah, for the yeah.
0: community. You know, you've got a mayor who uh, he gets, what, 650 bucks a month to, to, to go be mayor, but he still has to support his family and take care of himself. Same with uh, a lot of folks. I think in in most cases in city government, your city administrator is probably really the only full-time person, maybe a couple of other folks. But, uh, you know, in, in even the county commissioners, they have to have other means in order to support themselves and, uh, and their families. So you make a good point. Local politics is, uh, I- I- is still something where people have to be out among the people.
8: Yeah, and with, with Schmidt, I'll be honest. I mean, Josh Hawley's a lawyer. We, we elected him as a senator. Now he lives out in Virginia. Are we going to elect another lawyer and send him out so he can buy a house next to Josh Hawley out in Virginia and live out there? That's kind of like, I'd rather bring, let's get a businessman or somebody else. Like Trump was a businessman. Let's try to get somebody from that background and mm-hmm. see what they can do in the yeah, position. Yeah.
3: I know uh, in talking with Matt Burns, he made a good point that we now have the technology that we don't have to send our people off to Washington DC to l- to live. They can stay in our community, represent us. We can have access to them, and they can still conduct business. Mm -hmm.
8: Yeah, I mean, like with the Josh Hawley thing. Josh Hawley didn't come down here. He sent his representative, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure they told him, look, this is Camden County. This is going to be easy. Just don't make anybody angry. You know, it's a solid Republican county. But Um, it's still just, for me, it rubs
0: me the wrong way. And and I think it should. And I think people should not necessarily feel insulted uh, or slighted, but, y- you know, you have to, uh, you had to work the ranks, you had to work, you know, you had to go out and work the state in order to get where you are today. And, you know, I think one of the things that really kind of uh, uh, sour the milk for uh, for Josh Hawley was that book that he wrote and, you know, how it didn't, you know, the, the publisher didn't want to publish it now with all of this and that and the other thing. And it, that really kind of pushed him forward. Because I'll tell you what, I've been trying to get that guy nailed down for over a year, and I, I had a direct, I had a direct line to uh, the people that that uh, can set those interviews up, and it was always, well, you know, looks like we've got uh, something lined up. Oh, there's a possibility next week, and I said, I will talk to him any day, any time, however, wherever, whatever. Right. And there was always, oh, well, well, now we had a scheduling snafu or there was an issue here or a problem there. He'd rather
8: be on Fox News. That's yeah, oh,
0: yeah, Fox think. News. You know, yeah. every once in a while you'll see an article uh, or maybe uh, he's taken the time to talk to one of the TV stations. Right. But uh, not so much uh, his old buddies in radio.
8: Yeah, I mean, I've heard Eric Schmidt. He, our local state uh, c- elected officials can't get meetings with Eric Schmidt. They want to go talk to him about things. He won't even meet with them. So it's
0: like... <laughs> He saw Susie Pollock last night. This is kind of a funny story. He walked by Susie and he said, Hi, great to see you. Yeah. She turned around, and looked at me. And she said, That's the first time that man has ever spoken to me. Yeah, yeah,
8: see, that's the problem. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and one of, one of his staffers happened to be standing right next to her when she said that.
8: Well, and it's like, it, it, it does feel like they take us for granted.
0: Like yeah. they think they can just come down here and they know they're. But
8: I mean, yeah, the primary is really where we can push back because.
6: We
3: have choices in the primary. Right,
8: because basically most people would agree that all four are better than what any other party <laughs> would put, put yeah. out there.
0: You know, and, and, and I think maybe that's the way they look at it. They think, well, you know, this is a Republican area. We can breeze in, breeze out. Yes. We don't have to worry about it because regardless, uh, you know, they're going to vote Republican because it's a heavily dominated Republican county. So all in all, um, it's almost like, what's the point? You know, it's it, it's what's the point? Yeah, they're going to tell you what you want to hear. We're
8: stop on the way back to Jeff City yeah. from Springfield, <laughs> basically.
3: Yep. Well,
0: let's see here. I got well, That's I what
3: we were trying to change with the six questions: is have them right. address something directly, right. not just give another campaign ste- speech in it. It didn't work out this time, so.
8: Well, if he doesn't get elected, I think they'll learn their lesson from that.
0: Probably, you're absolutely right. We are in the home stretch here as far as uh, the Daily Show for today. I will remind you that uh, coming up on Monday, we're going to be talking with uh, James Gohagan. They're having a get-together right here at the Key Gathering Place on Monday evening at 6.30, uh, Constitutional Camden County 2.0. We'll, uh, we'll talk more with James. He's going to be the guest speaker for that event. Uh, we'll also have an opportunity to uh, hear some of the answers we, uh, we spoke about as far as Eric Schmidt's response to the four questions that he did answer uh, that were uh, put out by the uh, folks here locally. Uh, We will talk with Jason Jones, it looks like, on Tuesday. And I do have it on good authority either Tuesday or Thursday. We're going to get Bill Federer on the program and uh, hopefully have an opportunity to talk a little bit about socialism with him. Ike Skelton will join us. We'll get back and talk with our friends again from uh, MoDOT. And uh, lots of things coming up. Uh, we'll have your uh, your daughter on. Gretchen uh, Peters will be on uh, next Friday. Friday as well, a week from today. 9.59 is our time. 65 degrees on our way to a high today of around 82, 83